what can we do to make a positive change? What can we do to better influence? Because I tell my kids all the time, when they're making a, a maybe a not so good choice or they're being sassy and I look at them in the eyes and I say, you're either a part of the problem or you're a part of the solution. Which one are you choosing right now? Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 638. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy you are here to join us today. And I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Hope Safari. Oh my gosh, I tried. Hope's. Zavara. Zavara. Oh my gosh, I don't know why it tangled me up like that. Listeners, I had it in the pre chat. I had it. And then I didn't. Positive productivity does not mean perfection, and there are days that I get my own name wrong. But anyway, Hope is a motivational speaker, yoga instructor, and the owner of Mother Trucker Yoga. What a great name that is. Where did that come from? Was that an attempt to not cuss in front of your kids? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, So two years ago, I was at a small gathering in my hometown, uh, a business, like a business mixer. And um, I started talking to a gentleman at a table that I had never met and never seen before. I live in a small country town, so you kind of know everybody that knows everybody. And we start talking, and uh, I was trying to pitch him corporate wellness, and he was in trucking. And he looks at me and says, do you have anything for truckers, like inside the cab of the truck? And I'm a pretty theatrical person at times, and I throw my arms up in the air, and I was like, mother trucker yoga, just totally joking. And he sticks his hand out. I had met this man 20 minutes ago, mind you, sticks his hand out and goes, let's do it. Let's go into business. And uh, Mother Trucker Yoga was born that November night off of a 20 minute conversation and an elbow in a plate full of food. And uh, we started a company now. It'll be two years coming up here in November. And uh, it's been quite the roll run so far. Oh my gosh, that is a fabulous story. I love that. I was sharing with you in the pre-chat that I've got a new brand launching this fall. And this is, okay, shameless plug here. Um, Purposeful parentpreneurs. But the way that got started was because I was on a call with my friend, Richie Ote, and I had a kid yell from one side of this house to the other, I'm gonna kill you. And Richie says, is everything okay? I was like, oh, yeah, they're just playing whatever they were playing, Minecraft or Roblox or something. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is the stuff that parentpreneurs need to know is real and it's okay and we can share it and we can get through it. And then the light bulb went off in both of our heads. Yes. I love it. So I, I absolutely love that. And I'm in a small town in Ohio. And I live just off of Interstate 75. So those truckers are going up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. And I know what's available right off of my stop here. And it's not good. <laughs> there, yep. You have to actively seek out wellness if you are a trucker. And oh, I, don't, absolutely. I don't even know where to find it in my town. I got to be honest. Yes, there's a 24-hour fitness, but there's nowhere there to even park your rig. Is that what you call it? A rig? Yep. You got it. You got it. And that, and that's part of the challenge is 
Um, a lot of towns and a lot of cities don't want truck drivers parking their rig, um, even sometimes now in the Walmart parking lot. And so it really becomes very difficult for these men and women. About 10% of the trucking community, actually a little less than that, is women. And it's growing. And where, where do they go? How, how do they even get the opportunity to try to stay healthy if the communities aren't even allowing them that opportunity? And so that's kind of where Mother Trucker Yoga comes in, is we're just trying to bring it all right to them in the cab of their truck. And so I'm showing them things that they can do in the driver's seat safely while they're driving, showing them things they can do in their sleeper, which is their bed. Um, and things as short as while you're filling up with fuel, do these two things. And the reality is, and I think this just goes for our society in general, we're running out of time and we're overly busy. We're overly committed. And in a trucker's case, it might not be that they're overcommitted, but their days are run very tight. And going home means they just go into the cab of their truck at night. Going to work means they get up and sit in the driver's seat. So there is no separation at all. So trying to bring something to them that is easy and simple and is effective, and they don't have to do anything extra because you and I both know extra for a truck driver is incredibly difficult. We can just see that um, just in our daily lives within our communities. That's really what we're trying to do for these drivers. Yeah, you've got me thinking now. My town has three exits off of 75. And for you international lister listeners, Interstate 75 is a route from the very north northern part of Michigan and it goes all the way down to Atlanta and probably even Florida. I've just never taken the whole thing. Mm -hmm. so I honestly have no idea how far it goes, but in my small town, I mean, you get off and just like, not, you've got me thinking now, I can't remember the last time I saw a truck parked in the Walmart lot. And even mm -hmm. if they could park there, yeah, they have Walmart, not to bash you Walmart, please don't sue me, but they have Burger King and five other fast food. So thank you for what you're doing. I, need to confess it has it's on my bucket list that i want to see that and i know this is such a silly bucket list thing but i want to see the inside of one of those pimped out cabs someday oh my gosh it's amazing i was just at the dallas truck show back in august and was one of the judges for uh the american pride um contests where basically truck drivers come and they, you know, they take pride in their ride and it's all different categories. I did the lights category and it is, I got to tell you, it is amazing what some of these drivers do with their rigs. I mean, the things that they do and how they take care of it and how they take pride in it. Uh, some people call truck drivers, the original cowboys, you know, it's just, it's such a unique lifestyle that you have to be a special person. And I've grown to be very attached to this community and and um, very much in love with this community. And I have to say that, you know, even if you have no desire to ever become a truck driver, one of the things that I've really learned just on a, on a personal level, and I think for those of you that are business owners, we all recognize the shift when we step into any area of business. I am so much more aware of what's going on around me when it comes to truck drivers. When I'm out on the highway, when I'm on the interstate, when I'm on a city road, and I see these guys barreling down the highway, 80,000 pounds, you know, this huge 18 wheeler that could crush me like a bug, I don't cut them off anymore. I don't try to get in front of them when traffic is merging at an alarming rate. I now give them much more time and space and respect because 
I now have a better idea about what they're going through, not only on a professional level, but on a personal level. And I think sometimes we can move around in life easily and we forget about how it is that we engage and we affect the people and the situations around us. And I think that's partly why some people go into business as they recognize this. This is why I stepped into the trucking industry. I recognized myself and my skills and gifts and talents and what I could offer to the trucking industry. And I had owned a yoga studio for about 14 years. I actually just closed it in um, July to do more with mother trucker yoga. And I do a lot of speaking and um, a lot of writing now. And so that's kind of taken up more of my time, but making this shift because I realized I had gifts to share and I could share them at a much higher level in an industry that had not yet received something like that. And I think that's kind of what you're doing too, when it comes to the parentpreneur. Oh Yeah. Thank you. And I, I love how you said all of that. And I want to, I don't know whether to congratulate you or give you um, remorse, but there was a C <laughs> word I was looking for. I just had a brain fart. So excuse me. Um, but I had to, I shut down a company. I didn't, it was, hmm, it wasn't voluntary. It needed to go. But with that shutdown came so many other opportunities and I'm not shutting down. I just want to let listeners know I'm not shutting down positive productivity. The co-founders and I all have amazing brands on our own, but we realize that collectively we can also create something awesome, but it is an underserved market. And depending on who you're talking to, I mean, there's, there's stigma that comes mm-hmm. attached and just like truckers, there's a stigma. Um, or stereotyping that comes along. And just because the guy is behind the wheel or the woman, pardon me, ladies, doesn't mean that she's fat or that she wants to be overweight. And pardon me using fat. I hate that word, but it was what yeah. came out of my mouth. But there's, it's, well, thank you for doing something about it. Well, and I think this, this is this is a global problem because, oh, you know, is. you don't have to be a truck driver. Go look at any hospital and the people working behind the desk. No offense, but, you know, half the people are smoking outside the building and the other half are getting Jimmy John's takeout. I mean, it's not exactly a wellness and healthcare facility when you look at it that way. And I mean, no disrespect to any of the nurses or doctors out there, you know, without you, you know, much of our traumas and things like that would not be able to be taken care of properly. But I think that stigma, you know, runs in every industry. And I guess for me, I just want to challenge the people out there in the world, not just in the trucking industry, but those looking in and and in any industry for that matter, you know, what can we do to make a positive change? Mm. What can we do to better influence? Because I tell my kids all the time when they're making a, a maybe a not so good choice or they're being sassy and I look at them in the eyes and I say, you're either a part of the problem or you're a part of the solution. Which one are you choosing right now? And I, I make them have to decide, okay, either I'm going to be a part of the problem and I'm going to make this matter worse, or I'm going to shift and I'm going to be a part of the solution. I'm going to help this person or help this situation or help myself for that matter. And that's what I try to take to heart in my own life is I'm looking at these drivers saying, I can either be a part of the problem or part of the solution. And being a part of the problem with my talents and what I know I'm good at would be me walking away and going, yeah, I met this really great guy at this dinner one night and we had this funny idea but it just, 
that just seemed like it could never happen. And I just went on with my day doing what's comfortable and familiar. But instead, I decided that, okay, this is the right place at the right time. I met this person who doesn't even live in my area. He happened to be here. And he he brings forth this opportunity for me. And I think for a lot of people that are either wanting to go into business or are current business owners and we get stale and we wonder what's next, maybe you're just not opening your eyes to the opportunities that are out there for you to make that impact, to make that shift, make that change, because it's not what you've been doing. Up until two years ago, I had a couple of students at my studio, a couple of wives of trucking trucking company owners as students, but I wasn't working in the field like I am now, but it was because one person had a conversation with me and I took a risk because it was a risk. I had to invest my own money into this. This wasn't like an angel came and funded this, this opportunity. And then just a year ago, I bought out my partner. And so I think being a business owner and working to have a positive impact on whoever is your audience takes guts. But more than that, it takes a heart and drive and a desire to want to make a change in the industry that you're stepping into or are currently in. Mm, I love all of the above. And I want to go back to what you said at the very beginning of that, where you said you're either part of the problem or part of the solution. And you say that to your kids. I have heard that expression so many times, but I have never thought of using it on my kids. Thanks to you. That's going into action at 3.15 tonight or this afternoon. (laughs) And it really does work. It really does work because it makes my goal for me as a parent is I want my kids to have to decide where they stand within the current situation versus me telling them that was a bad choice. Now you're in trouble. Don't ever do that again. Now they have to decide. They have to tell me to my face if they want to be a part of the problem. I'm not trying to shame them. I'm not trying to guilt them. I'm trying to help them understand the moment and the situation that they're in so that as an adult, they can make better choices. I, I, when I was growing up, my parents were not exactly the most forward people. My dad was an alcoholic. It was a poor me type of environment that I grew up in. I ended up with an eating disorder. I had a lot of addiction problems, a lot of self self um, esteem issues and anxiety. And so I had to claw my way out of that. And in the midst of that, I recognized all of this stuff that I had learned and taken on that I didn't even realize I didn't choose to. And if someone would have been more forward with me and said, Hey, this is what's going on. This is your role in it. Now you decide what you want to do with it. I may not have been in the situations that I was in. Now, obviously hindsight's 2020 and I'm very proud of the, my past and where I've been because it's made me into who I am. Mm. I would never wish it on anybody, but it's, it's a part of my story and I'm grateful for it. But I think that there's an opportunity there for all of us to go, okay, am I a part of the problem or am I a part of the solution? And I think for many of us adults, we don't want to hear the answer to that. I can't even tell you how good that hurts. Does that make any sense? Yes. No, it does. Yeah, I can't. Now I have a song in my head and I don't know who sings it because I'm horrible about musicians. Hurts so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, hurt so good. Sometimes love don't feel like it should. You make yep. it hurt so good. Yeah, I, I can't remember who sings that, but I, like I hear everything that you're saying, and I'm over here nodding, like you all can see that because I had very much the same situation growing up, and so many um behaviors that I just thought were natural growing up stemmed with me until adulthood and i gotta be totally honest i turned 40 this year and i'm still working on some of those like oh um, yeah my parents were divorced my father was also an alcoholic and i won't say which parent it was but the money came in and it was spent as quickly as possible to make sure that it went to where that parent wanted it to go versus anybody else taking it and we didn't even really have those auto debits during when i grew Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. but the money would still go so spend it and then and then all of a sudden an emergency pops up but wait all the money's gone because I spent it without thinking. I'm I'm finally over that. I love listeners if you struggle with this I want you to consider the expression which I learned from my first business coach raise your zero. He asked me what my zero was and I I was like what do you mean? He's like well where's the level of finance finance financial stability let's try that again that you're comfortable with and my expert what i answered him in 2015 was i just don't want to be in the red Mm. (laughs) that is not a safe place to be living from period no like your your zero might be one cent today but let's work on taking it to ten dollars next week and maybe a hundred dollars a week after and keep on stepping it up so that a year from now you won't be comfortable unless your bank account is showing X amount. Mm-hmm. But I had, that was just never something that was taught to me as a child from that one parent. I agree. I agree. I can definitely relate to that. And, um, and that's where, again, where it's, I look back and go, okay, yeah, there were a lot of things I wish my parents would have done better. But again, it also fostered the insight for me to want to be where I am now and not be that way and not repeat that cycle. And that kind of drives into this whole idea of being a part of the problem, part of the solution. And I think as kids, you know, they don't always understand the philosophical insights and how to say things with deep meaning. And let's just cut to the chase. Either you're helping or you're hurting, period. You're either helping yourself or you're hurting yourself in this moment. You're either helping others or you're hurting them. You're either part of the problem right now or you're a part of the solution. And I think for many people, we don't want to hear this. We, in business too, we don't want to hear that our business is hurting our family currently, or that maybe the actions that we made and the things that we said hurt someone or is helping someone. But in a sense, we can break it down and simplify it to that point. Now, obviously, you know, in the grand scheme of things, things are tied together and, and layered and, you know, you don't have to email me and, and tell me all the deep insights to all that because I get it and I understand it. But in context of talking to my kids and in how I interpret my life and when I lay down at bed at night and I go through my day and I run through the choices that I made and I run through the, the opportunities or the things I did or didn't do, this is the conversation I have in my head. Was I helping or hurting? You know, was I a part of the problem or part of the solution? And based on those answers, those honest, raw, uncomfortable answers, this is part of what drove me into recovery. This is how I stepped into recovery without being heavily medicated because I, I got honest with myself over many years. This this took a long time, but I every night I lay in bed and based on those answers, I asked myself then, how can I be better tomorrow? 
How can I be better tomorrow in my business, in my personal life, with my kids, with my spouse, you know, with my neighbor, whatever it is? What if we all just asked ourselves those questions more frequently? And I think in business, many of us, and I'm saying this because I'm I'm a recovery from this, we get a little too attached to the sob story of the struggle. Oh, it's so hard to run this business and you don't understand the struggle of the entrepreneur and it's so hard to get people to listen and you know, oh, nobody wants to whatever and, and and I got news for you. I got news for you. If you like that struggle so much, you probably won't move farther than that struggle. Mm. We have to get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable uncomfortable enough where we want to move forward and step into that next phase. And that's what I did with my previous business partner with Mother Trucker Yoga that night. I knew I wanted to change in my business. I knew I was meant for more. I knew that owning a yoga studio wasn't my end game. I knew that from day one, but I wasn't sure how that shift was going to happen. And by the grace of God or, or whatever you believe in, doesn't matter. Here plunks this man in my life that even in that moment, I didn't know exactly what was coming about this, but now it's completely transformed my life into, you know, a big business that I run partnerships that I never even would imagine that I'm working with companies that are some of the largest in, in, in the country. I had no idea that that was what I could be capable of by taking that chance, by getting uncomfortable, by being a part of the solution and by following, by following that, that path that's been laid out before me and taking a chance. I can't even tell you how much I love every bit of what you just said. And when this episode releases, I should be through a transition. But I I reached that point where I was done with the struggle. Mm-hmm. But I had to say that before that point, I was stuck in scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a struggle with boundaries. I felt like I needed to say yes to everybody except for myself. And I was saying yes to clients more than I was saying yes to my family. And I'm, I'm at the time of this recording, I'm pushing back and it's very uncomfortable. Um, But I also realized that those client relationships that worked for me in the past or one uh, just doesn't work for me anymore because my self-esteem, like I'm not reinforcing my value in that client relationship. I try, but it's not working. So I can either keep on sitting here and being angry or I can actually take action. And we have that option and that ability to take action and move on to the next level if we want to. Exactly. I'm actually exactly. sitting here. Like I was so afraid for the longest time to be visible, but I, f- I forgot to turn them all off before we hopped on here. But I'm sitting here with a full blast of a new light set glaring at me. It's actually amazing because it's cold here today and they're warming me up I'm like it's time it's time to get on video and I was scared for the longest time because I was like what if I make a mistake mm. but you know what I'm doing I'm making blooper reels after every single video <laughs> I am not perfect listeners if if there's ever an influencer you, that you see that says that they are perfect Okay, turn this down if you have kids in the car because I'm going to use a swear word. They are full of shit. Mm-hmm. Period. Because there is no such thing as perfect. We can exactly. Aspire, but if you're waiting for perfect, you're going to be waiting a long time.
Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the Work Smarter, Not Harder Challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free, short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. You know, um, a, a great mentor gave me some really great advice a while back, and I didn't initially take it to heart because I didn't fully understand the ramifications of not doing it. But uh, she said to me, and she goes, Hope, it's okay to not read the comments on your blog posts. It's okay to not engage in the the commentary after the fact. It's okay to look away and just keep going. And I didn't really understand what she meant by that until I published my first blog post on Mind Body Green many years ago before Mind Body Green became what it is today. Um, and someone just ripped me apart, ripped me apart about a blog post that I had written and I had a spelling error in a Sanskrit word. I missed an H and just totally ripped me down of for my qualifications. H. Yeah. For an H I missed an H in a Sanskrit word in Chaturanga. I spelt it wrong. Um, and so just totally nothing else was wrong with the blog post, nothing else, but that one thing diminished my credibility apparently. And I lost sleep over that for seven nights. I mean, I would crying. I was up till three o'clock. I was panicking, worrying about, you know, oh my gosh, because this person, it was like, they couldn't just leave one comment. They left multiple comments and it just crushed me. And it was in that after several days, several nights, I remembered what that teacher had told to me about, you know, it's okay to look away from those things and to not give those things any time and energy. You gave your gift, you gave it with love and now move forward and, and give your next gift. And I totally get it now. I totally get it now that there's going to be haters everywhere. So if you have a business idea, if you have this burning desire to have your voice be heard, or you want to step out in a new way and people are like, what? And kind of giving you the, the weird eye they don't have to understand because guess what? They're probably not your audience. Mm, They're probably not the people that your gifts are meant for. And come to find out that person that left all those nasty comments about two weeks later, someone found me on Facebook and reached out to me and said, Hey, I want to let you know, I read your article and that person that was commenting all those nasty things. Well, that person is from my area and just trowels around different yoga studios, you know, and leaving bad reviews and, and saying negative things about people and don't take anything that they say to heart. They're, they're pretty much all in all a horrible person. You know, this is his words, but um, you're doing great things and you're going to do great things and um, don't listen to him. And it was just one of those great moments where it was like, okay, hope, see, see it, it's, you have to continue to look forward, keep your eyes on the prize. Remember that, you know, if you're stepping into something and you're trying to be a part of the solution, you have nothing to worry about. When I wrote that article, I wasn't trying to be a part of the problem. I wasn't trying to ruffle people's feathers. I wasn't trying to make people mad. I was trying to be a part of the solution to help people to enhance their lives. And so I challenge you listeners that are listening today, are your actions matching those things? Are your actions matching up with your intentions, with being a part of 
the solution and making a positive impact. And whatever it is that you feel like you're doing right now or want to do in the future, you have to decide. You, not your husband, not your children, not your coach, not your mom, not your sister. You have to decide what type of impact you want to make. It doesn't matter how big or small. You decide that, but then you have to go and do something about it. My husband can't do my job for me. My husband can't make the business calls, can't get me on these podcasts, can't, you know, get the clients to pay me. I have to be forward enough to want to help those people because I believe that I can. And I just want people to know that, that you want a successful business. There's one ingredient that has to be in it full fledged all the way. And that's you. Bang right there. So one of my early mentors or maybe it was a podcast I was listening to, full disclosure, um, said, if if you don't have haters, you're not visible enough. Mm-hmm. Truth. And one, so listeners, you know, I'm totally transparent and I've shared all the struggles that I've been through. So I put a post up on my Facebook page last, um, yeah, last week. And it was a day of celebration for podcasters. And I tagged all all the friends, we were all doing a, a live together all day. And that was on a Monday. On Friday, I'm trying to be polite here. Somebody posted a comment down below my post that everybody could see. Now I'm going to give context just so you all know where I'm coming from. But I had purchased a podcasting course from this person three years ago. It was a time of intense struggle, anxieties, scarcity mode, um, comparisonitis, all of that in my business. And I signed up because I thought that's what I needed. But in full disclosure, it was another one of those cases where I had the money in that very moment. I spent it for the payment plan, never took action on everything in there, but I thought it was the magic ticket to success. Well, I spent all the money that I had. I didn't have any more payments. Life got crazy and I didn't follow through on my payment plans. I will not deny that at all. I saw him at an event about a year later and realized, oh my gosh, that happened. So I approached him and I was like, look, I really want to thank you for putting this course out. I realize that I owe you money and I will get you paid. But at that event, I was still broke. And then it fell off my radar. Things fall off my radar, people. I turn off Facebook messages on my phone. And if I don't respond right away, you might get buried. Please don't contact Mm -hmm. me via Facebook Messenger. If you emailed me three years ago, don't expect me to remember today. My inbox is tidy and I sometimes file things into a folder that I'm supposed to go look at once in a while and then I forget. And I don't check my voicemail. Like my voicemail greeting says, I don't check this. If you need something, text me. Well, the guy fell off the radar, so he decided to put it right there in the thread for the world to see. You never paid me. I think it's unethical. (laughs) I'm like... So I had the option, I had the choice, delete the comment or respond. So I responded and for for the last four days, I got to be totally honest, every time somebody else commented, and I was polite by the way in my, in my comment back, um, every time a new comment has come in for the last four days, I just wanted to puke because I'm like, great, <laughs> that thread is going to the top of my feet again. That's just exactly mm-hmm. what I want. But I realized, like, this is the type of stuff that people need to hear about. 
this is what I was going through. So I'm pretty sure I closed up the whole thread yesterday and I shared exactly what I just shared here. This is why I bought the course. You know, yes, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have purchased it. And these, it fell off my radar. I'm not saying that's okay. But what I'm also saying is a course isn't going to take you to the next level if you don't have your confidence and your value established before then. So before you invest in a business tool course, invest in your confidence in your self-worth. Can we can we talk about that a little bit? Because I think that that's something that still gets separated. It's getting better um, in the business world is people still see self-care strategies, taking care of the self, investing in oneself, whether it's a yoga class, it's a personal retreat, it's buying a book, it's having an audible, you know, account, just sleep and whatever. Yeah, sleep, good food. You know, people ring on me all the time because I buy good, organic, healthy foods for my family and myself. And I, I just, I just want to say this as someone that has come from a very unhealthy background, like I'm, I shouldn't be here, you know, as unhealthy as I was. Taking care of the self is your entire business. You don't have a business without you in it. It's not your business then. And if you're struggling to get by, if you're exhausted every day, if you have, you know, whatever it is, take care of yourself. Stop dumping the money right back into your business and take 25% of it or 10% of it and dump it back into yourself so that you can make that 10% back tenfold because you're that much more present. I learned this the hard way. And now that I've shifted my business and I'm not teaching yoga classes as much anymore, it's become even more apparent to me all over again that I had to completely revamp my self-care strategies and my daily habits because now it's just me in my office and my yoga room. It's one and one in the same. Like, what is my new plan now? And I got to be honest with you, the days that I'm on, the days where I get up and I have my good routine and I, and I write my goals journal and I do a five to 10 minute yoga practice. Yep. That's all I do. I get my walk in every day. I spend quality time with my kids. My business is thriving and I'm not in, Oh my gosh, worry mode. I'm not in, I suck as a person mode. And my brain is not thinking I'm in over my head. These are huge business accounts. I have like, how am I ever going to do this when I don't take care of myself? Those things happen. When I do take care of myself, I'm, I'm nailing it. I got to be honest. I'm nailing it. So Hope, I, I that. entered that journey the hard way myself. And in 2016, prior to the podcast launching, I was suicidal because I had just allowed myself to sacrifice so much of my self-care that I was completely burnt out, sleep, sleep deprived. I mean, I was sleeping maybe two hours a night, three hours a night for 18 months straight. Mm. So I was... and. I didn't realize that the whole pro I was, I wasn't part of the problem. I was the problem. I just got to be honest there. I didn't value myself to charge enough to make ends meet. So I kept my, and I kept my low rates, which meant I had to take on more work and it just became a vicious cycle. But I would love to know, I mean, this year where we're recording has especially been a monumental year. What I'm realizing is that even though that was three years ago, as of the date of this recording, that was just step one. And then there was step two. And this year feels like it's step 10,000. But I know this isn't just, this isn't the end of it. There's going to be a next step. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you've, have you seen that as well? Like what works for you today, not just in your business, but in your self-care for your family may not work tomorrow and you constantly have to make adjustments. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think that's one mistake that uh, I see a lot of people make and I've made it. Um, even I used to run a state approved vocational school in the state of Wisconsin for yoga teacher training. And I saw this a lot with my new yoga teachers. They were still trying to have this regimented yoga practice, you know, two hours every day. And they had three kids and then they were teaching 10 classes. And it's like, you got this all wrong, all wrong. And I learned the hard way too, because as I started having kids and I was running a business and my free time and my window got smaller and smaller and smaller. And I was trying to hold on to something that wasn't meant for me to hold on. I was trying to hold on to something that was for a different phase in my life, was for a different season in my life. And when I recognized that if I let that go, something else actually new could bloom. I was holding on so tightly because I thought if I let go of that, my identity is gone. Like, People will think I'm a fraud as a yoga teacher if I'm not practicing an hour and a half or two hours every day. If I'm not meditating every morning, then they're not going to want to learn from me. Newsflash, people. They want real. The people around you want real. They want to know how you take those things and you adapt them to make them work for your life. Now, I'm not saying excuses because we all know how we can make excuses and turn something into being something that it's not. But at least from a yoga background, yoga is supposed to enhance your life. Yoga is supposed to help you increase the quality of who you are. Yoga is supposed to help you stay more focused, stay more on task, be able to be more present. And guess what? Me stressing over not getting to my yoga mat every single day for an hour and a half, two hours was stressing me out, was distracting me, was giving me anxiety. And when I finally got to the point where I had to let that go and I revamped how I took care of myself, my stress level came down. I was happier. I was more present with my kids. I started incorporating my kids into my health and wellness routine. We still now, my kids are 11, 9, and almost 5, and we go for walks together. They come with me on their bikes, on their rollerblades, walk with me, whatever I do, about a three and a half mile loop almost every day. They come with me. They ask to come with me because 11 years ago, I had to make a shift with my oldest to include him in it because otherwise it wasn't going to happen. And I couldn't sacrifice my sanity and my own recovery to try to do it without him. My youngest loves to get on the yoga mat with me, like legit practice yoga, not like play around, like legitimately practices yoga with me. And that's my time a few days a week. The other days, it's just me. But those days, it's with him. I've adapted. I've made it work for me. And guess what? It's more fulfilling than it ever was before. And when I work with people on a business level, I, I do business coaching now quite a bit. And this is one of the things I'm trying to help people see is that stop holding on to what was because it is jeopardizing right now what could be, what could be on a personal and a professional level. And you will be so much fulfilled. I love what you said about raise your zero. You want to raise your zero, honey, raise the zero within you first. You know, put a little bit into that so that you can go after that zero. I'm more motivated, more driven, more focused. And, and I'm saying no to the clients that can't afford me graciously. I direct them towards other things that I have available. But if they can't afford me and they don't want to try to afford me, that's okay. 
They're just not in a season in their life where they can. But I'm not going to diminish my self-worth anymore in my life because they're not ready for me. And I think you can relate to that. And I think many people can. So I want to encourage you. Life will go on. Those other people will find somebody else. But you are worth it. You are absolutely worth it. Be a part of the solution and see value in yourself every day if you want others to see value in your business. Wow. I want to piggyback on that. So this transition that's happening, I've been undercharging for done-for-you marketing funnels forever. And I didn't think that I could charge more. But the the reason I didn't think I could charge more was because I was not talking to the right people. Mm. The people I was working with were in scarcity mindset. So even what I, what they were getting charged was too much for them. But if I'm going to take it to the next level, then I need to be talking to people who are not in scarcity mindset. So I was watching a video. I just want to give mad props to Molly Mahoney. And um, she is, a, it's on her Facebook or on her Facebook page. So I'll put a link in the show notes, but she challenges people who are there to triple their prices. And so people are sharing in the in the comments. I didn't watch it live. I watched it after the fact. But they're, she's having conversations with people right there on Facebook Live, asking them what they do and how much they charge for it. And the rest of us, even me watching it months after it was recorded, I'm like, you only charge that? But people were saying that same thing to me. That's all you charge? So mm-hmm. she says, triple. I triple. I go have some more conversations. I'm, and I hear you're still undercharging. So I didn't just triple. I six, six, six tupled, six tupled. Yeah. How do you say that? Six times. And there is, there's pushback, but the pushback is coming from the people that I was working with who were pushing back at the, at the single, you know, before it was six times. Because they probably don't believe that they're worth that. It's a cycle. We don't want to be a part of. Mm Mm-hmm. Nope. And you know, the the crazy thing too, is that, and this goes for anything, this is not a, if you build it, they will come scenario. And I have to tell clients that all the time, just because your funnel is getting built doesn't mean people are going to come to it. Now it's your responsibility to get out there and share it. However, that is, it can be a blog article, it can be getting on a podcast, speaking from stage, social media posts, Anything. You got to grow your audience. You got to have people, people. <laughs> yeah, regardless of what you're doing. I mean, Mother Trucker Yoga slaps some bumper stickers on the sides of cabs and get the word out, right? Like, people, just, do you want to know what I had to do with that? Like, I me. went trucker to trucker. I just did a truck stop tour in September. Yeah, that's right. Spending all day at a truck stop talking with truckers. You know, I invested thousands of dollars into my business to make sure then when I showed up at the trade shows and at the the largest truck shows in the US like I I was ready I was present I had all the things that I needed to like I just don't do something halfway like I needed to make sure people took me seriously you have to make an investment in yourself I'm not saying you need to dump thousands and thousands of dollars into yourself but if you're not investing in yourself why would someone invest mm-hmm. in you yep and and be willing to do the work. I can't tell you how much time I spend behind the scenes 
writing blog posts for other companies, shooting videos, doing, responding to emails, you know, fixing things and all this stuff that nobody sees on the back end, writing posts. Cause I do a lot of my own social media posts because I have a specific vibe and language that I want to make sure is consistent. So like I do that a lot of that myself. And, and so it takes effort. And I think in the world, when we look at the, you know, you want to call it the one percenters and the million, the millionaires or whatever, and we're not there yet. And we think, oh, that's so unfair. They should never be like that. It's probably because again, this is that whole part of the problem, part of the solution. This is what I say to myself. So don't be angry with me. Don't send me nasty emails because I'm not going to respond. But, but what I say to myself is I say, you're upset hope because you don't want to do what it takes to get where they are. End of sentence. And I say that to myself in those moments where I'm getting huffy, in those moments where I'm like, you don't know what it's like. And, and I say this to myself in my head to try to justify my lack of drive, my lack of determination, my lack of investment, my lack of want, my lack of wanting to do it, my, my excuses. Okay, we've all been there and I'm just being candid with you all. I say that to myself so I can snap myself out of it and make that decision there and then. Either I'm happy with where I'm at or I need to get back to it to get where I want to go because I'm the only one that's going to get me there. And because if I make the right connections, I just made a partnership with the largest truck shop in the U S huge opportunity for me. Now I got to follow up. They're just not going to drag me along for the ride. I have to now put my money where my mouth is and my effort and show up 10 X every single day to keep that relationship. So I think there's so much other stuff that comes with it. And Kim, you're such a testament to that because, yeah, it took a lot of grit. And now you're building this new business and it's going to take more grit. But you're willing to do it because you know where it could go. I know where Mother Trucker can be. I know what its potential is. I see where it's going. But I have to put the effort in or I have to answer to myself at the end of the day. Oh my gosh, I am absolutely loving all of this. And as you are talking, I'm looking around my office. Y'all, someday I'm my dream. I can't believe I just said y'all, but my dream is to have a private office to myself, like with a lock on the door. I mean, I have a lock on my door right now, but there are no kid computers in here. There's nothing kid related in my office except for pictures that they draw for me. But I'm looking around my office right now and it is a hot mess. I have been so crazy busy this week that I have not put any focus into cleaning up whatever the kids is. I swear they just dump laundry hampers out here. <laughs> I know that sounds gross. It's not dirty people. It's just messy. But there are those times that you just have to realize some of the stuff you can do. Yeah, I can go do the dishes. But is that going to help in the long run? No. No. I mean, that's also why I have kids. That's a joke. But seriously, one of them is. Oh, yeah. I, for... I couldn't wait for them to be old enough to do chores. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yep. I'm like, okay. So today, listeners, is actually my 17 year old's birthday. And I heard my husband while I was recording this morning, I heard him out there doing dishes. And first, I thought he was making me food. So, full disclosure. I have not eaten anything today because I was waiting for my husband to make me food because he does that. But he was actually just doing the dishes so that son doesn't need to do it on his birthday. And I thought that was awesome. But what I'm trying to say is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. So if, if, and one of my 
mentors said, um, new money first. And I will disagree to that to some front. Like if I'm working with a client, I need to make that client happy, right? So I'm not going to keep on pushing that client off for new opportunities. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to get on Facebook Live or record a podcast before I even think about cleaning up my office. With that said, though, I have a clear vision of what Next Level Kim does. And Next Level Kim does not work in an office that is overrun by kid stuff. Mm -hmm. And putting it out there, putting it out there is so huge. And I'm just learning this now. I mean, I've known this forever, but really learning this now um, in waking up and writing in my goals journal every single morning and also being open to solving those little problems that are big problems in ways that you don't think that they would manifest. And so I too, I, I just, I don't like cleaning. I will if I have to, but I don't like it. And a family member all of a sudden, just a few months ago was like, you know, Hope, if you just ask me, I'll come and clean your house for you. And I was like, seriously? She's like, yeah, I love cleaning. And she only works 20 hours a week and she's home with her daughter otherwise. And she's like, I can bring my daughter with, and yeah, I'll come over and clean your house. I'd love to do it. And I was like, wow, answered prayer. And so what you're saying about, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I can clean. I am fully capable of it, but it's not the best use of my time. And I look at some people that I know in my life and I'm like, wow, it must be so nice to have a cleaner, a house cleaner and like people come in and do stuff. And this one person in particular, I I look up to quite a bit. She's a lawyer and she's like, Hope, you just make the decision that that's something of value to you invest your time in because Every hour I spend folding laundry and doing dishes is an hour I could have, one, had a call with a client, or two, been spending time with my kids. Now, what's more important, the laundry, my kids, or making money for my family? And I just thought that was really awesome. And yes, I want to, I want my kids to see that, like, I actually work on my house. Like we have a hobby farm, we have chickens, we have goats occasionally, like they get plenty of that and they have to fold their own laundry and put stuff away. And it's not that we'll never do anything. But my point was, is that hearing her say that and put that in perspective, you know what? Sure. It might cost, I don't know, 30 bucks a week or a hundred and some dollars a month, depending, but guess what? We waste money like that all the time on crap that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So to tell me that you don't have money is a lie. And I'm saying this because I've said this to myself. Oh, I don't have the money to do that. Oh, actually hope you do. See all those times that you went to Walgreens or Walmart or, or you stopped there to get, you know, takeout or whatever, like you actually do, or do you really need cable TV? Like you could probably just have Netflix for $7.99 a month and, you know, Hey, do away with TV altogether for that matter. Like, do you really need those things? So if you want to get where you want to go, you have to recognize where you are, but then also recognize it's not where you have to stay. And so I just think what you said was so powerful about just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And now just to add on to that, decide now if it's something you should be doing or somebody else and figure out a way to get them to do it, to help them. Maybe it's a barter. Maybe it's a trade. Maybe you, you know, you start really small and pay them just a little bit. And in return, you make them a meal every week because they don't like to cook. I mean, that's no skin off your back. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Maybe you watch their kids after school because they're already your kid's age anyways. And you don't have to do anything because they just play outside together. Whatever it is, find a way. Be thrifty. Be smart. You can do this. How much do you want it? 
I want to piggyback that and just ask all the listeners to ask themselves, is the sacrifice, is the short-term sacrifice worth the long-term gain? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and if this is not your first episode, you may or may not have heard that we have gone through tremendous struggles to get to where we are today. When I started this business, we were like, we were living in an income-based apartment complex, which was super fun. That's the best way I can say it. I mean, the kids next door were taking aerosol cans out into the backyard and trying to create explosions. Oh my gosh. Right. But, and we, we were, we were literally looking for dimes in the couch many weekends. You know, what can we cook ourselves for dinner with the $3 and 13 cents that we have? But there were the short-term sacrifices that we made for the long-term gain, long-term gains. I mean, yes, I started my first website on GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. Not knocking you, GoDaddy. Please don't sue me. But you know, it cost ten dollars a month, and it got me to where I am now. And I will not even disclose what I pay for hosting now. But I wouldn't have been able to get here if I just wouldn't have put myself out there. Hope. I think we need a part two. We totally do. Oh my gosh. We need a part two and probably a, a live retreat. <laughs> uh, I am all for that because, and listeners, I want to know what your biggest ahas have been so far. I want to know, actually, I hope I'd even love to invite you on a Facebook or Instagram live where we can address yeah. any of the questions and comments that we get. So make sure listeners to go leave a comment in the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP638. But something I want to address next time is mom guilt or business guilt because I have both I just got to put it out there I feel guilty when I'm not spending time on my business and I feel guilty when I'm not spending time with my family so it goes both ways and then also what you feel about the word mompreneur parentpreneur but I don't want you to answer that now let's bring that into part two but in the meantime where can listeners find you online connect and get to know more about you Absolutely. So pretty easy. Um, If you're going to be on Facebook, if you're going to be on Instagram or on the interweb, Hope Zavara, Z-V-A-R-A. So HopeZavara.com, Instagram, HopeZavara, Facebook, Twitter, all of that the same. If you want to know more about Mother Trucker Yoga, pretty easy again, keeping it it simple, MotherTruckerYoga.com. Mother Trucker Yoga Facebook, Mother Trucker Yoga on Instagram. You can find us, follow us, comment. We have killer blogs on both of them. I have a radio show on Chrome and Steel Radio. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and on all major podcasting entities. We also have a website that we uh, host all of our previous episodes. So feel free to check that out. But uh, yeah, definitely leave some comments to this podcast. Find me out on social media. Say hi. You know, how is I can help you? I just really am passionate about what I do because I want people to know that no matter how hard it gets, they should never lose hope, that they should never lose hope that one small change today can impact a really big and bright future for you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. (laughs) 